Mr. Money Talk. It is 17 minutes to nine. Uh, in your money today, Karen Wright takes a look at how many tourists have been heading back to Macau and whether they're spending as much as they used to. Uh, good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. The summer holidays are well underway for many people, so this seems like an opportune time to see how one place you might choose to go for a bit of a break is faring nowadays, and that's Macau's casinos. I'm joined by Geoffrey Kiang, who is Research Analyst for Conglomerates, Hotels and Leisure, Transport and Macau Gaming at CLSA to find out. Thanks for joining me today, Jeff. Thanks for having me. So for anyone who's planning a, a trip to Macau this summer, how, thing, how busy are things looking now? Uh, overall speaking, I think uh, what we are seeing is a very healthy picture. So uh, we do track the hotel bookings every Friday. So what we are seeing now going into uh, late July and mid-August, I would say the booking are very healthy. So we track 28 hotels and 10 of them have been consistently fully booked. And for those which we are able to check the prices, uh, the room rate is about uh, 500 US dollar per night and I would say that is not a low level. So putting this together, I think it just points to the conclusion that the demand is still looking quite strong. De it, it definitely does. Now you're in an office that's quite busy at the moment, so if anyone can hear things in the background, that's what's going on there. Uh, in terms of the number of arrivals from uh, mainland China, what are you seeing there? And are the tourists you know, quite as high rolling as they uh, used to be pre-pandemic? Yeah, I think uh, the visitations from mainland China to Macau is still picking up. So uh, in June, we are looking at about 69% of the pre-COVID visitation. And the same percentage was just 16% as of the end of last year. So the point I'm trying to make is uh, the sequential recovery of the visitation is still going on. And on the whether they are still being high rolling as they were, I think we would have to look at it in the uh, overall gaming revenue and whether we are just talking about the mass gaming revenue. Because if I give you the government reported data, the overall gaming re revenue per visitors now is about 10% below the overall gaming revenue uh, in the pre-COVID level. But having understood that uh, we are having a structural shift in a gaming ecosystem from VIP focus to more mass gaming focus, if we just speak about the mass gaming revenue, uh, that has been above pre-COVID level on what we are seeing now. So the point I'm trying to make is uh, we will have a different conclusion if we look at two different numbers. But given we are now, Macau is being more mass focused, I would say uh, the, the in terms of the rolling, it, the numbers looks quite healthy for the mass segment. Okay, so you mentioned there how much the mass segment is being kind of promoted at the moment. Are casinos and hotels offering any sorts of uh, special deals to uh, woo more tourists in? Yes, they are. So uh, we have uh, looked at some of the operators' offerings. So interestingly, some of them are partnering with the airlines and doing other uh, incentives such as the hotel vouchers, dining credits, so on and so forth. And as a resident in Hong Kong in January this year, uh, we were able to get uh, offerings of buy one, get one free for the ferry tickets if we stay in Macau overnight. So I think they are doing a lot of things to drive the visitation. And I think for the um, incentive stuff, it was also offered by the government, the Macau Government Tourist Office. So that body has been uh, giving some financial subsidies to the travel agencies in mainland China and Taiwan 
in order to boost the visitations via the group tours. Now, aside from any uh, special offers, which it sounds like there are a few you can look out for, what are tourists looking for? Are they looking for more in terms of experiences aside from being able to go there and gamble? Yeah, I think uh, for Macau, it has been known as uh, the, the, the gambling city. But I think the fact is that a lot of people has overlooked uh, their touristic offerings. So each year in November, we have the Grand Prix in Macau. And since the Kota Strip opened in about 2007, a lot of the concerts and shows have been hosting in Macau as well. So I think for in May, about two months ago, Macau has hosted Blackpink and some of the other Korean bands or groups. And this has been quite a topical. And I would say uh, tourists are now looking for more and more different uh, non-gaming offerings in the city. So let's have a look now uh, at where things stand. So you mentioned uh, revenue to some degree earlier. How, how are, are things comparing to what they were like pre-pandemic? And, and when are you expecting things to return to the, the pre-pandemic levels? So for what it's worth, um, I will just give you first the overall gaming revenue number. So the overall gaming revenue number in the first half this year is about uh, 53% of first half 2019. And a lot of that uh, is because of the structural change in the VIP segment. So if we just look at the mass gaming revenue segment, it was about 75% of one half 2019's level. So the point I'm trying to make is if you put back together the visitation from mainland China, which we are just having 69% of pre-COVID level, but uh, meanwhile, the mass gaming revenue, we are looking at a 75% of pre-COVID level so far. And so far, if we reconcile these two numbers together, I think you will have a conclusion uh, is that um, they are actually not doing that bad considering how VIP has changed. And whether I'm expecting the gross gaming revenue to back to pre-COVID level anytime soon, just speaking on the mass gaming revenue segment, I think that will exceed the pre-COVID level somehow in 4Q this year based on my current published forecast. So on a full year basis, uh, I'm looking at uh, 3 to only deliver 90% of 2019's level for the mass gaming revenue segment. And that will be 17% higher going into the full year uh, 2024. So another interesting metrics uh, for what's worth, a lot of people talk about the earnings before interest tax and also depreciation amortization, or they would call it the EBITDA. And we are looking the EBITDA number to be broadly fully normalized into next year because of the mass gaming revenue business is doing quite well. Okay, so it sounds like a fairly healthy outlook from what you're saying. So what does this mean for the major hotel and casino operators in Macau and their future? Yeah, I think uh, things still look very solid for them. Uh, I think if, I, if we stand it today and look into the next six to 12 months, uh, we will continue to see the airports in China, in Macau, continue to ramp up, and which means they, they will be able to bring more visitors from the provinces uh, outside Guangdong, which normally they will fly into Macau uh, via aircraft. So uh, putting that into context, a continued ramp in the visitation from mainland China and also the ramp of the overseas visitors, I think putting this together, this will still mean uh, there are still upsides on the gaming revenue that we'll be seeing in the next few months or few quarters. So I think putting this together with some new properties opening in Macau, the whole city is just looking healthy from what we are seeing now.
guess so. All right. So lots of big times ahead for Macau and good times, it sounds like. Thank you so much for joining me and giving me your insights. That's Jeffrey Kiang, who is research analyst for conglomerates, hotels and leisure, transport and Macau gaming at CLSA.